Hey yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ The Road Podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. Big shout to Beat Source and DJ City. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never. Yo, what up? We got DJ D Miles. What's good, what's good? We got Jamie the Great. Yeah. What's up? Finally, episode of us together. We're all here in Vegas. Yes. 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 How's everyone feeling? Great. Good. Amazing. Technically, yeah. we're kind of rounding our three-year anniversary-ish yes. time. Yes. You know what I'm saying? How's everyone been? Everyone's been... uh, Vegas is starting to open up, right? Yeah. Weekend was good. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually had a little gig over the weekend. That's what's up. And I was... You know, it was kind of crazy because I literally hadn't played... Even though I'm doing the fights, it's fanless. So I don't get any kind of reaction from people. You've been doing the Showtime fights, right? Showtime fights. So doing this gig... It was people, um, you know, sectioned off in their, um, how they have you set up for quarantine. Yeah. But you can still feel the energy of the people, even though they're at their sections. Mm-hmm. So it was cool mm-hmm. to just have some sort of like human reaction to the, shit. You know what I mean? The, ah, yeah. Like the just movement, the body movement. You could tell people feeling it or not. Like, Can I missed that, man. Like, I missed that shit. I didn't even realize how much I missed. Just be like, oh, I see a group of people over there. Let me try and please them musically. Yeah. And, it's a group of women here. Let me play some Beyonce or some like Cardi or mm-hmm. Megan nice. Thee Stallion. You know what I mean? Just right. having those feelings. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to be rusty. But then it just kind of comes back. Right. Like you get that feeling like, it, okay, it's I, I don't weird feel how like- It's weird how it comes back, right? Yeah. Because there was a, I had a gig recently and I thought, oh, damn, I'm going to be really rusty. I'm going to be out of touch. I ain't going to know what the fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was even in the back of my mind. Part of me felt like. Yo, man, might be the time to hang this shit up. You're getting a little older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe, you know, maybe it's time for the young bloods to come in. Yeah. Maybe it's time for me to hang this shit up, jersey. you know, start, you know, doing some other shit behind the scenes, you uh-huh. know. And then when I DJed, I was like, yo, man, like the energy was crazy. It was dope. It was fun. There was social distancing. There was everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like a vibe, but like the staff was having a good time. Management yeah. was happy. And it was like, I was like, damn, nah, nah, like I was meant to do this. Like, I'm yeah. not crazy and shit, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't been the biggest fan of streaming my DJ sets. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because, just because, like, I, it's just not me. I, I'm probably going to maybe try to do something close to that. But, yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's funny how, you know, during this time, we we haven't been DJing. Yeah. And you really wonder, like, do I still have it? Yeah. Do I still got it? And then, honestly, the answer is if you had it before, you still got it now. Yeah, you know I was I was yeah. definitely like, fuck, man, it's been a minute. I haven't really played since March. Like, do I even know what's hot anymore? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? All them little questions. And then just you kind of like get into your groove and your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. just feel good. You know what else felt good? I ain't going to lie. Just like having a beverage, like a drink mm-hmm. when I'm DJing. Like, I just miss that shit. Like, yeah. being mm-hmm. able to just have a drink, kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, just, it just all came back together and it felt good, man. Nev, you spun recently too, right? Yeah. I, it felt the same way, kind of. Or? I mean, I've been actually. I think I've been spending a little bit more than you guys. So yeah. it's just, but definitely, it feels good to DJ in front of people again. Yeah, yeah. You, you get that reaction to like playing certain songs. People like walling out, dancing. Yeah. Shit. So Vegas isn't gonna shut down. I don't think at, at any point. I don't think so. Either. I don't think I've so. Been, I've been visiting no. some of the hotels, mm-hmm. and the metal detectors are up. They're, they're actually yeah. putting metal detectors in now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, after 6 p.m., they're not letting anybody in without a guest key uh-huh. or a dinner reservation. I like that. Well, and they, they really clean it. Well, that's there. Cosmopolitan, right? No, that's a lot of hotels oh, right now. Uh-huh. That's yeah. like, there's actually some of like the higher-end hotels are doing that shit. So yeah. Wynn is doing that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cosmo is doing it. Mm-hmm. Encore is actually going to get shut down. Yeah. So I heard oh, really? through well, the they're great they're yeah. shut down for they're not gonna stay open seven days a week. Mm. Yeah. But I heard uh they're not shutting down, they're only shutting down because they said the crowd has been too rowdy. Right. Mm-hmm. 
some of their staff has been getting hurt. Uh-huh. Uh, and the thing is right now, uh, the, the governor of Nevada, right, mm-hmm. basically issued that everyone can open at 30% capacity, right? Yeah. yeah. The problem is, is that the 30% is the staff. So you've got hotels, oh, okay. oh. restaurants, lounges, all of these businesses on a strip open at 30% staff. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But the traffic is 100%. <gasps> I See, didn't I didn't know that. that. I thought That's it was. I thought it was the capacity of the people coming in, spending money was thirty percent. It is. I mean, yeah. They're assuming that you can only let thirty percent in, uh-huh. but the hotels are letting everybody in. And only, Do you understand and what I'm only saying? Have thirty percent of the staff. Right. Right. So what? I didn't know that. So with the city, which I kind of agree with in this case, uh-huh. everybody on the strip and all these businesses on the strip are just, are trying to tell the governor, let us open at hundred percent capacity. Because the traffic is 100% capacity. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking busy. Especially yeah. during this time in October, there's usually a drastic decrease yeah, in traffic. Yeah, it slows right. down. Yeah. The time. inflow of people coming into Vegas has increased. Right. Because mm-hmm. I have some homies that have been driving to Vegas from Cali, and the traffic is nuts. Yeah. It's it fucking, it's crazy right now. Well, I'll tell you yeah. that. Because uh, you've been driving here from L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sunday, go, going back to, the, the traffic going back to L.A. was so fucking jam-packed. It was crazy. Like, it was damn nearly bumper to bumper for miles, miles, miles. I'm like, damn, I've never seen this shit happen. Even last month, coming in on a Sunday, right. it was different. And we're in the middle of October. It's definitely yeah, supposed yeah. to be slow season. Mm-hmm. It is. So what's happening is that you're having less staff, and you also have less security at the hotel. Right. Yeah. So when there's less security, there's more motherfuckers just seeing like no presence of security, no presence of police. Yeah. So they're doing whatever the fuck they want. A little yeah. bit braver. Yeah. Yeah. And it's harder to like break that stuff up with less security. Exactly. And if they're drunk, it's fucking even worse. I mean, I was speaking to a homegirl of mine who's a bartender, and she's actually said she gets anxiety attacks going to work mm-hmm. because the crowd has been so bad. Wow. And she's actually fearing for her life every time she goes to work. And my homeboy, who's a, uh, who, who has a friend who's in the police department here in, the, in uh, Las Vegas, uh-huh. told him, don't go to work. Damn. You're better, wow. He said, you're better off not going to work. Damn, because some of these hotels aren't doing the metal detectives. Right. Some of them have no budget. They're not like the Wynn or the Cosmo. Right. Yeah. So they're not going to put more security in place. They're not going to invest any more money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what you're seeing is you're seeing everyone come in with guns or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck they're doing. And there's been muggings on the strip. There's been... Shootings, uh, bro. Shootings. Live yeah. shootings on, on Twitter. I've seen there's the There's been like robberies. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you this. I haven't seen any of that shit, but it is going on. Same. Yeah. But it's Same. one of those things where the freaks come out at night, right? Yeah. The shit's coming out <laughs> yeah. at night. Yeah. And, uh, Imagine Halloween is next weekend. Yeah, that's going to be... That shit could be yeah, it's crazy, gonna be man. Crazy. Yeah. So that's... So what's happening is because there's less security at venues, motherfuckers are like acting wild in like restaurants and and and, and just doing in hotel shit. lobbies, yeah, casino like, floors. I have a really short story of like uh, you know my bartender bartender homegirl, and basically she was saying that everyone's coming in. They have like some type of like free tequila shots and free tacos with a certain meal or something. Uh-huh. But there's like people coming in and they're trying to take advantage of the tequila, so they're like asking for more tequila. They're like. They're like calling the venues racist because they're not getting what they want. Jesus. They're like flipping tables. They're acting crazy and shit, trying not to pay. Right. So you're getting this type of like craziness here. Yeah. So you're mixing, like we said, you're mixing like all of these, like all this racial tension, mm-hmm. everything with the election, 
uh, people being broke, all kinds of things, COVID. And then you add liquor to that. And you add liquor to the shit, right? <laughs> and, and, you add, <laughs> and you add less security, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And because there's so many people and there's not enough staff, people are waiting, impatient, they're aggressive, they're agitated. They don't see the they don't see the proper like restriction around them, so they just want to act out while right. out. Yeah, and you can't forget the Raiders. You can't forget the Raiders. fucking Raiders. <laughs> well, I will say this: I talked to the I, I was talking to my homeboy, and he said the cop the cop they're doing a hundred arrests a day at least. That's insane. They're bro. doing at least about a hundred to one hundred fifty arrests a day on the strip. On or the just, strip, and oh. he and he says there's more, and they can't keep up with it. That's like it's large. Wait, did you tell me they pulled up vans or something like that? Now they have uh, paddy wagons. Yeah, they have four to five squad cars every block and a paddy wagon because mm-hmm. there's too many arrests. That's what it was. Jesus, Damn. man. And this is what they're saying: ninety percent of it, ninety to ninety-five percent of all the disturbances and crime mm-hmm. is from Central California <laughs> and Northern California, <laughs> not Southern. Gang. <laughs> Central is Bakersfield. Did you hear Fresno? That? A, a, yeah. a West Coast. Y'all Cali. Hey, Cali. Did you hear this? <laughs> Stop coming to Vegas and fucking Vegas up, Cali. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not It's not Southern Cali, though. We know better. Yeah. LA, San Diego, we know better. Hey, yo, dog. It's all Cali, hey, man. Hey, dog. No, 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 no. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. Why don't you control yourself when you get to Vegas? All right, dog. No, I'm just kidding. That's nah. wild, Buster. Man. Yeah, you little buster-ass buster. Nah, all y'all... <laughs> Cali is Central Cali. I don't know what Central Cali Central is. Central Cali is Bakersfield, Fresno, help Chico. me out. Oxnard, Chico. Yeah. Oxnard. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is like, this is hood? or This, this is, is hood. They, they have hoods, definitely. No, come on. Bakersfield but, is hood. I thought, it was like, I thought it was like farming territory. Well, yeah, yeah that's Chico, like Chico, Fresno is. That's the big weed market. That's mm-hmm. like the, where the best weed grows in Cali. And then um, Northern Cali is a. Uh, I, I, I thought the best radishes also come from Central California. Jesus. They do? All the radishes. Probably. I don't, I don't know. know. All the harvesting and I shit. I thought Fresno yeah. was wine country, some shit like that. No, that's a, that's a upper. That's in the northern side of, of California, all the way by yeah. the Bay Area. Everyone knows the Chico, Fresno, that's the weed. Yeah. I met some shorties from Fresno back back in the day. Uh-huh. They were hood, right? <laughs> they were pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. Were they Latina? <laughs> where's, where's the girl you. Uh, Stockton? Stockton's up oh, there. Oh, yeah, Stockton. Nah, so, they, yeah. they had a whole... T- I told you about this when she was a stripper and she had a, a, a tattoo on her back. No, what did he say? what? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us. What's up? <laughs> I love no N-word and I trust no bitch. Wow. Mm. I love... Like huge. Was she Mexican? Like a huge tattoo like a on mural? her back that said, I love no ninja, I trust no bitch. Jesus. Like huge. It's insane. Yeah, because she was giving she was giving me a dance, and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is this shit on your back?" <laughs> you started reading the scriptures. Yeah, I was reading it. It was a picture of like a skull of like a chick and like, like strength, smoke coming out. No, like literally holding two dead bodies on the side, and it was like, "Yo, this is on your back. Where wow. are you from?" Oh, Fresno. You best believe I didn't forget she was from yeah. Fresno. <laughs> Latina chick, I bet. Man, uh, she was mixed. Yeah, <laughs> you know the. Yeah. You, know, you know the you know the mixed girls be the craziest, yeah. right? <laughs> Identity issues. Identity issues. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I think Vegas is going to try to clean this shit up. They I'm have actually, to. I'm pretty frightened about Halloween now. It's that be you're scary, saying. man. Yeah, New, yeah, yeah. New Year, <laughs> literally, and then New Year's is coming, up, so they got to clean up yeah. by then. They, not, you're right. Like they're not going to close. I mean, there's mass celebrities coming out here, athletes coming out here. The Lakers, the just fucking were out here Lakers are walking around with the trophy for the, on the whole trip. weekend. The Lakers were at the Marquee, right? Yeah, Marquee Day yeah. Club, and then they were, I heard they had a private party last night at Tau, um, uh, like a celebration thing. I think. Nice. I think they're, they're doing encore soon, or they did yeah. encore. I think yeah. they did it this weekend. 
Yeah. Because so. they were going around. LeBron James. LeBron James. Is this really, has this, was that always the case for uh, like yeah, championships yeah. to come to yeah. Vegas to celebrate? Uh, no. Be between here and Miami. Miami. A lot, dude. Last year, fam, when was the that? Raptors came out here? Come on, man, yeah. motherfuckers did not go to Vegas. 2018. To party it up. When yeah. did that start? When the Red did that Sox start? came out here. Red Sox you know, came out here really last year when they were in the World Series. Two, two that's ago. been happening for a while, man. Nah, yeah. maybe in the recent like five years. Right? I think it was more Miami, and then it's slowly kind of been Vegas lately. Dude, everybody yeah. goes it to started Vegas. Started happening with the Miami Heat and Live, right? Yeah, and like then, that was like because this it was just 24 hours, so it was like Live. What was the other one? Eleven. Like, what was it before who's that the, mansion? Who's, the, who's that dude that owns the Mavericks? Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. He was in. The, he was at Live. Yeah. He when was right. Yeah, when they won in two thousand eleven. Eleven. Yeah, because it that was when the whole like nightlife started intermingling with the championships, and you yeah. saw like Mark Cuban taking a piss at a urinal with holding the trophy, the trophy. <laughs> holding the trophy or some shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. when it all started. That's not like it was a, a regular thing because they used to just maybe have, the last four years has been Vegas though. Yeah. I think what we saw a lot of in Vegas was the, we had a, we had summer league here, so like that would be the time where all the players, like the younger players, would come in, like the rookies, second year guys, that whole July month, right? Mm-hmm. Mid July. Maybe the championships, not so much. Have they always been doing the Vegas thing for uh, the summer yeah. league? From what I can remember, that started in the early two thousands. Yeah. Early two thousands. Yeah. Okay. Who won the championship last year? The NBA. A uh, Raptors, and there was out here. Didn't they come for Drake? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Franny yeah. told us that. Um, that they were all uh, hanging out with Drake and only yeah. Danny Green, mm-hmm. which he missed the shot. Uh, he was hanging out <laughs> at, at uh, Drake. That's crazy. I, I yeah, I, I think it's dope that they all come to Vegas, but yeah. I, I know that's not like a thing. It just started recently and shit. Yeah, yeah. The Red Sox were here 2018 celebrating with Drake as well. Damn man. So yeah. yeah. Um, what do you call it? I actually want to talk to y'all because voting's coming up, right? Yes. Are yeah. y'all voting? Because I just, I just, I put in my my mail in vote. Yeah, my I did mail-in my ballot. Yeah, I did my mail in this past weekend. As oh, well. you did do your mail in because yeah. you were telling me you was gonna stand in line. Well, yeah, because my all my whole family did the mail in. I was like, fuck it, might as well do the mail in. Yeah. So you did all that shit. Yeah. So what about you two? Yeah. I'm gonna do go walk in. I'm not gonna do the mail. I wanted to walk in, but I was like, fuck <laughs> it. I'm a, I don't trust the mail. You it don't? Is. I don't, man. My, well, Why not? My brother-in-law is a postman, so I trust him. So, oh, That's cool. Yeah, so. Wait, what you know, you know what's trust? so funny? Lately, recently, my mail been... I've been getting my mail like really late. Yeah, yeah. Like, it'll come in like 7 at night. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh, let me explain uh, that. Uh, so, because if it's election time and the... the um, the holidays are coming up. They're uh-huh. getting more more stuff, yeah. so they're running a little bit late. It takes them longer time to distribute and place separate, all the, separate and, and all that stuff. The process. I, I just so, don't trust it, man. Like my brother in law starts at eight in the morning, seven in the morning, like that. Uh-huh. He doesn't hit the street till like one sometimes. Yeah, because wow. really, because they're sorting everything still. Dude, that's he crazy, sent me a video man. of how it looked inside. It was insane. He just had piles and piles of like. See, that's why I don't trust the the mail system. No, he was the thing. What he has to separate is uh, like the the ballots of the prep propositions and shit like that. To each house needs to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So proposition nineteen, it goes to say Crooked's house, and we all live in the same block. Everyone gets the same one, so he needs to separate each one. Jesus, are you making this man. shit up, or you were actually no dogs? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm no, I think I'm like Nev. I think I'm gonna go. There's a um, I got the address to where I need to go in my in my like area or district. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they like have a whole thing about the uh, process of the social distancing, like how it's gonna go. It's not gonna be like crazy lines. They're not gonna allow that. So like, yeah. they even like give you the option to go at a certain time. Mm-hmm. So I feel good about that. Like I'm okay. Like, can I know you still can gonna... you still early vote, or you gotta do, you guys are gonna do it on the third? If I could do an early vote, I'm definitely gonna do that. Well, how do you look into that? You guys don't know. Just go online and check. Yeah, you guys should check. 
Because yeah. I, I think going on the third might might get a little hairy. And Pause. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just think there'd be a lot of weird shit going on. Yeah. Like, you know. At the that car- definitely no. going to be a weird day. That Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather day. all y'all are like kind of safe inside because I don't know yeah. if there's going to be some weird. Yeah, I think shit you're right because the last yeah. time I voted in 2016, I did it on the day. Yeah, and it was just it, it was, was just chaos, crazy, right? Yeah. It took it took like it was like a two hour process. Yeah, yeah. So you guys should try to do early voting, and if I think there's still time to do the mail in, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Today's the last day for California to register. This was two days ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. So sorry. So, but basically, if you guys can do the mail-in, it's really easy. Also, shout out to Ross Juan. Ross Juan put me on the game. Um, when you guys vote, there's all of these, like, district court judges, state uh, senates, uh-huh. state assembly districts, along with This the, is your the first year voting, right? It's my first time voting. <laughs> I'm pretty, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I didn't want to do no jury duty. I didn't want to do, yeah, I didn't want to do jury duty. <laughs> I, I am ashamed of it, mm-hmm. a little, of not voting. But also, I was in, I don't know. I guess there's no excuse. I mean, it's pretty fucking shameful, but I'm doing it. Hopefully, the year counts. Mm-hmm. Today, yeah. I mean, especially I here feel, in Nevada. I feel like a lot of people going to vote this year that never voted before. Yeah. Especially, but especially in Nevada, because yeah. Nevada's kind of like a swing state. A it is. Bit, it is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Very, it's up in the air. Like. Yeah. It's but, always one of those states that's just like really up for grabs, and whoever the candidate that's strongest, that's usually Nevada yeah. gets their vote. But everyone yeah. says it's, it's a predominantly Democratic state. Because yeah. of the the workers here, because yeah. of the unions and like all of the service workers that work in Vegas, yeah, it's predominantly a Democratic state. Yeah. It is, yeah. but for some reason, there's a lot of de- uh, Republicans that are in office locally, like for le- yeah, yeah. legislation, like on the like, Senate level and the governors mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, it, it, anyway, if you're like me and this is your first time voting, or you're a fucking moron with politics, because I'm like a complete idiot with politics. Recently, I, I had like a discussion with with a friend of mine. And she was talking about she's voting for Trump, uh-huh. but she was a Democrat before. Uh, mm-hmm. But she's voting for Trump, and I was like, "How could you vote?" Anyway, I had a discussion with her, and she just basically like sunned me. Uh-huh. But even though I didn't agree with her, like I had nothing to say. Like I was. What like, was well, she saying? I mean, I can't. I don't even want to regurgitate it because I'm going to say the wrong shit. Yeah, she's going to call you like, "Yo." I mean, she's basically saying that you know, I, it didn't it didn't make sense, but I can understand her view. Yeah. Basically, in a nutshell, she's saying that Democrats are pussies. Uh-huh. They don't get anything done. And they like to talk about fight for the people, let's do this for the people, but it never gets done. Right. So she's like, these motherfuckers are pussies. Uh-huh. So, you know, Trump's done this, he's done that. He may be an asshole. He may be speak fucked up. He may sound like he doesn't know what he's doing. But if you look at what he's done, he's, he's helped me with this. He's helped us with this. So I'm like, whatever. That's your shit. I ain't going to fuck with it. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, long mm. story short, um, if you are going to vote and you're more like me and you're losing uh, discussions about politics. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking loser. I, I, I really needed like a lifeline. I wanted to call somebody. Like, What is that show? <laughs> How to be a millionaire? Yeah. 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 I was like, yo, can I get a lifeline? I'll just call Ross one real quick. Uh, anyway, you guys can. Uh, what I did for Nevada was I just looked up and I Googled 2020 progressive voter guides. And they can help you with all of these district court judges and senate, whatever, whatever the fuck they're asking yeah. on the other shit. Mm-hmm. And then um, it, it really it's it's thorough. It like breaks down who's a low down motherfucker and who's like who's been fighting for, 
you know, or, people's yeah. rights for all of their career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was one guy who was like a despicable ass person. They were like, do not vote for this dude. <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> it was like some district judge or something. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. But anyway, go check that out. And uh, you guys are going to vote, hopefully, early voting, right? Yeah. If it, I could find it, yeah. I mean, if it's happening yeah. in Vegas, definitely. So you guys, Same. and you guys are like pro Ice Cube right now. You like what Ice Cube's doing and shit? With oh. a, I mean, you're either pro Ice Cube or, or following. Uh, He's fighting for y'all, though, right? The initial he, reaction. I don't know, man. The initial reaction when I heard it, I was like, okay, that don't sound right because you want. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt based on his track record. Yeah. And by track record, I mean he's he's very he's always been a stand up dude. Mm-hmm. I don't take him for the type to just to be a sellout. So I was like, okay, something ain't right. And when I watched the video and kind of like read what he was talking about, I had a better understanding. And I feel like people just based off of association with what he's doing, it looks funny. It looks like, what are you doing associating yourself with this person? And I, I think people don't even want to like hear the name associated with Ice Cube when we're talking about Trump. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People don't want to be like, nothing to hear about Trump. And I feel like he's at least trying to present something to the person in power. And it could it could be Trump, it could be our next president, but I think he's trying to work with someone that's willing to at least listen to him. But so, tr- so you don't think he's trying to get something out of it? Ice Cube? Ice Cube. Yeah, Ice Cube. You think Ice Cube's trying to get something out of this shit? I don't think so. You think he's doing it from just to be the, the kindness of his heart to help the <laughs> oh African American <laughs> community? Well what, do you, well, what do you think? How do you feel? I don't know. I feel like he might be trying to get something out of it, honestly. So you don't think he's doing something just for the kindness of his heart? I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't Well, he had a hand in the platinum plan, right? Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that the name. Platinum by the way, platinum plan. The platinum Ooh. plan. Shiny, shiny. No, it just reminds me like I walked into some like uh, nail salon, uh-huh. and then you know like the Vietnamese nail salon woman's like, "Oh, you want the platinum plan? We the platinum do. package? Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> we do pedicure, manicure, hand there. massage, you know, and Foot everything." Massage. Like, Ooh, thank, the, thank the you platinum plan you. sounds nice. You get the, you get the exfoliating scrub. You know scrub. what's funny? That's the car wash that I get. Like, can platinum, I get the platinum, the platinum the plan? Car wash? <laughs> that is the most condescending name for something like reparations for black people, I right? For just minorities. The platinum plan? That's hilarious. I was, I, they probably want to name it the black plan, but <laughs> that would have sounded worse. But if it was like Obama <laughs> doing this plan, it would have been like the freedom reparations plan or something. Yeah. Like, right? the, like Obama. The, it wouldn't have sound catchy. The Harriet Tubman um, so-and-so plan. <laughs> right, right. Association. Give back. Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't this just explain what kind of chaos we're in right now? The, yeah. When we're yeah. going to rappers and like in, in, people in the entertainment uh, uh, industry. Of all people, Ice Cube. Yeah. I mean, Ice Cube is probably you he, know he vote fuck the police. This <laughs> <laughs> is a great fucking song though. But I'm saying like, why do we keep going to entertainers to broker these deals and shit? No, but thanks. I think people look at Ice Cube as someone that has a huge reach. Pause. Pause. What, what do you mean? Well, he had a huge reach through music. Yeah, he's had a huge network through making films and writing. Mm-hmm. He started a successful basketball league. Like he's done a lot. Tell me about this. What is this basketball league? The Big Three. It's called the Big Three? It's called the Big Three. It started three summers ago. And it literally, the first season, I think, I've I've been watching it for the last three years. And it's it's three-on-three half-court basketball. And it takes place every summer for three months. And they travel to different cities and throw the game. So they strategically have their season start when the NBA season ends, right? So uh, And this year, to be honest, I think it would have had a huge breakout. Like, just from the league standpoint, because it already had massive sponsorships. 
the cities have been named. Mm-hmm. It was usually like I think twelve to fifteen cities. Right. They always they've come through Vegas each time. Right. And it's it's massive. Like, and he's a successful businessman. Like, so I think people value his opinion based off the fact that he's a successful businessman, and he's kind of been an activist for like black people in film. Right. He's put on a lot of people, started a lot of careers. So people trust him and they believe in him. So I don't think he's a bad face. I just think that maybe his delivery is not probably correct because he doesn't have any knowledge of politics. He And he should see that. He should be like, oh, fuck, they're trying to reach out to me to do this right now. Yeah. It should tell you a lot. But in, in, Cube, you're, in his you're defense, when I, when I listened to his interview, he said that it wasn't necessarily um, him trying to team up with Trump. It was more so he wanted to, whoever was going to listen to him. And he felt that the Trump administration at least was listening right now, to what yeah. he had to say. Right. And so maybe he didn't get that from anyone else. And he was just like, but just hear me out. Just hear what I have to say. And you can say yes or no. But yeah. I, I just don't understand why there isn't anyone else that can help with this besides right. Kanye West. And Ice Cube. And Ice Cube. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Like, there's got to be somebody else that y'all can get it, to get involved with this shit. Yeah. And the one thing that I hate about all of these dudes, I hate how they're showing all their cards at once. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing strategic about how they approach it. It's all talk and then maybe some action afterwards. Mm-hmm. But it's all a lot of talk. It's a, it's a lot of talking shit. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I just think there's a better way to do the shit. Yeah. Where like you're just not putting everything out there. Like for example, it reminds me of like the Joe Budden's podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He had he had this kind of uh, he was going back and forth with Spotify. He had a contract with Spotify, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, his contract was ending. He heard about Joe Rogan signing the Spotify contract for what a hundred million dollars? Hundred million. And he, I think he countered with his contract negotiation. Told Spotify, "Yo, Joe Rogan got a hundred million. I think I, I want two hundred million." Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We've been killing it for y'all for two years, blah, blah, blah. Started this whole campaign saying mm-hmm. fuck Spotify. For like the last 15 episodes of that Spotify contract. Of that Spotify contract, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Spotify was like, yo, you know, I think they said something to a certain extent of like, look, we'll renew your contract for the same amount of money. Yeah. And that's all we're going to do right now. Right. That's all we can do. Mm-hmm. And instead, he made a bunch of noise, talked a bunch of shit. And then all he could do at that point was basically back down and not accept the new contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, he, obviously, what did he have after that, right? He had like right. a two-week break, and then he announced that they were coming back for, for the next episode. And Well, he took a two-week break, right? Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. then proceeded to start marketing the Joe Budden Network. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, oh, shit. That's, big move, big that's move, a big, big move. move. Yeah. Starting your own network. That's yeah. a lot of work. And yeah. that's a new podcast. It's a lot of work. So inside my head, I'm thinking, it's not a lot of work to create a flyer on Instagram or social media saying you, you have a network. Right. It's a lot of work to actually create a network. <laughs> so a part of me is thinking, all right, so is this, are you just talking shit right now? Oh, you don't know what it is. It oh, was, uh, was it an app? Was it? Was well, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. What are you doing? 
Honestly, you know what I'm saying? And what are you doing? Are you talking shit right now? Are you talking? Are you um? Are you, like? Are you trying to speak this to existence? You know, like let me let me You're advertise out for the it. universe, right? Right, like yeah. the secret. Yeah, yeah, like the secret. <laughs> I'm gonna lose weight. Put that out there right now. So like that's what I was wondering, right? So I was like, let me let me see what he does. Ends up doing this, and obviously I don't. I still to this we don't know what the fuck's going on. You understand? Yeah. But then he proceeds to release new episodes, right? Yeah. He, he's but then released, he releases yeah. episodes on SoundCloud. Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, who he shitted on two years ago before I, I he went to Spotify, that. Yeah. right? And then posted on Spotify. Yeah. So my whole thing is, if you are going to talk shit, right, mm-hmm. and you're gonna and they're gonna call your bluff and be like, "Yo, we're not gonna we're not gonna up your money. You're gonna get the same contract." Yeah. And then you come out and you post your new episodes on their platform for free. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was the whole point of the network and all of this shit that you did? It's the worst rollout I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You I know? think I think the the Spotify posting of the episode was a mistake, but we'll see what happens in the coming that's weeks. Like, that's even worse. Yeah, that's even worse. <laughs> that's like yo, you got to be able to execute. If you're gonna talk shit, you got to be able to execute, and that's yeah. what I'm seeing a lot more recently, especially Twitter. Twitter is like the home of this. Everybody's talking shit, thinking they're making a difference, and nothing is getting executed at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you feel what I'm saying? And if you think about it, right? If I was his manager, right? If I was his, his partner and shit, I would have told him this: Look, we're not happy with this, right? What is the solution to this? Create our own network. How long does it take to create a network? We don't fucking know. Right. So why don't we do this? Why don't we continue our contract and get paid? Mm-hmm. Continue to put out episodes. Yeah. And start in the next year. This is our goal for the next eight months. Mm-hmm. The next eight months, we have to focus on building a network mm-hmm. that should be ready to go by the time our contract is up. Mm-hmm. And when our contract is up with Spotify, we make sure the contract does not have any non-competes or anything or any, any type of clauses that will stop us from launching a network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a plan that you shoot for. Yes. And that's something pre- premeditated, strategized. And that makes sense, mm-hmm. but it, it what it what it what it does is it forces motherfuckers to hold back their emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm noticing is motherfuckers do not are putting are now are putting their emotions up front all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, motherfuckers need to pull that shit back a little bit and start yeah. thinking like businessmen. Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you think that says that he went ahead and put these episodes on these platforms that he shitted on for free? So so one sec, uh, the Spotify ones he took them down already. He took them down. Yeah, so it was probably a mistake on their behalf. It's <laughs> that's a pretty large mistake. Yeah, right? supposed to <laughs> have something to do with the RSS feed and stuff like that. Are they still on? Are they still on um, Apple Podcasts? Still on Apple, still on SoundCloud. Yeah, well, but why go back and do, and here's another thing: why shit on a bunch of platforms and talk shit and then go back and then and then. Like it's obviously, all good. you actually know you're actually obviously showing that, like yo, I had them. no choice. I need these yeah. platforms. Mm-hmm. Well, my my mm-hmm. suggestion, me and Crook spoke about this. My thing was, he should have just put the episodes on YouTube where he's getting all the money, he's getting all the revenue, he's getting all the numbers, and keep it in one place instead of dispersing it in three other places. Right, and then kind of build everything on YouTube, and then figure out the network situation after that. But. Yeah, the, the shit just kind of blew up on their face. I think nowadays everyone is obsessed with showing the process, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a part of me doesn't want my time wasted, mm-hmm. and I don't want to invest my emotions into you and your process. Right. Like, that's your that's your shit. Right. Mm-hmm. So figure your shit out without having to, like, you're celebrity, right? Yeah. 
when motherfuckers are airing their shit out, we all have to hear about it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A part of me is like, yo, you're a celebrity. You got a, a huge platform and a bunch of followers. Put Keep that shit to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. do me a favor. We're all going through a bunch of shit. The last thing I need to care about is a Kanye rant, an Ice Cube rant, a Joe <laughs> Budden rant. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. have some type of tactfulness and strategize your shit. And why don't you tell us about it after when it's all finished? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, showcase the whole thing. Like, this, these were the obstacles that I had. This was the problem, and this was the solution. And now, what you're seeing here is the result of five years of work. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That's what I kind of want to see that kind of shit. Mm. And right now, it's a bunch of emotion. It's a bunch of shit all out. And I understand. I get it. It's just a little, to me, I'm just like, yo, get your shit together, man. Yeah. Because I'm actually like in support of all of these motherfuckers to some degree. Uh-huh. Like Especially I, Joe Budden. I mean, he's kind of yeah. like the forefront of the podcast world. and For hip hop. For hip hop, right. for music, for, for, yeah, for what we do. And so it's kind of yeah. like, like he kind of set, sets the example and the bar. So it's kind of like we see him prepping up this big shit and we're all excited and then <laughs> we get let down. <laughs> I mean, just do the shit right. But even I told you, I said, let's see where it goes with this. Yeah. And this is the thing, man. This is not saying that he can't develop his network. He could definitely do that. It's He could definitely do it. Easily, because he has Revolt in his back pocket. He has connections at Tidal. He has all these shits at the labels. Like, he has the power to do so. Right. But preparing it and organization and all I that mean, shit. But you never know. He might be working on it right now. No, but... He, never. I understand he's working no, on it right now. No, it's fine that he's working on it now, but the way he promoted it... It like, was like, like he, in the like next was, two weeks, ready to go. and then the next two weeks, we're going to see the biggest move in podcast history, and then it was nothing. Mm. And, I, and that's my thing is that I, I like to see the execution, the full execution of something. I don't want to be a part of the process and see like, yo, this is a hot mess. Because then I'm just like, yo, how long is it going to take for you to figure that shit out? Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to witness that shit. You know what I'm so, saying? You don't think that him ne- uh, announcing the network was a bluff move? Well, the thing is, two, three weeks prior to that, he was shitting on kind of. He wasn't shitting, but he was kind of like laughing at Charlemagne. Yeah. Because oh, Charlemagne, yeah. Charlemagne had a, a a production deal or a network deal with iHeart. Uh huh. So he was kind of like, "How are you going to get fifty percent of your company up?" Da, 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 da. So that's why him announcing this and not executing it correctly, it's kind of it looks crazy a little yeah. bit. Because yeah. I was just thinking about right when um the whole BLM thing kind of like really took off. And everyone was kind of sitting around and people were like, yo, like LeBron and all these superstars should start their own league. Like they should start their own league. Like why not? You have all, all the top talent in the world is African-American. Start your own league. And like it just kind of like quickly got shut down because of the power of the NBA. They're like, yeah, that's not really probably. Well, it realistic. takes a village to do something yeah. like that. So I'm just saying. What, I mean, that's nothing strange. new, man. That's like Hollywood. Everybody was always saying, well, Oprah should get together with Denzel, Will Smith, Eddie Murphy, all these actors, black mm-hmm. actors, and they should own start their own studios. Yeah, mm-hmm. which nobody ever did until Tyler Perry did it himself. But what people gotta understand is this is the problem, right? Everyone has an opinion now, mm-hmm. and everyone thinks that their opinion is very valuable, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of these people have no idea about any type of entrepreneurship or running a business on their own. They're all mm. fucking workers. They work for somebody. They exactly. clock in and they clock out. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But there's two ways of thinking. One is waiting for your boss to tell you what to do and to enact any type of change right, in the workplace. And another one is you taking control of everything. 
Mm-hmm. When you take control and you're building something on your own, right? It takes time. It takes years. So when we talk, when we even when we talk about reparations for Black America, right? Look, we 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 haven't even gone that far. Has it even been like? It's been barely seventy to fifty years since, like you know, the civil rights movement, right? Yeah. Hasn't even been a hundred years, right? No, I think they uh, black people can barely vote like sixty years ago. Yeah, black so women so. couldn't vote until the mid sixties, right. I think. And we could yeah. talk. We could talk about the yeah. women's movement as well, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Equal pay, all of this shit, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of change is is happening in the decades that have been passing, but mm-hmm. we got to give America time, and right now. Everyone's expecting change to happen fast, yeah. and it's not gonna it's happen fast. Going it's like one of those things that you know, you know, never or D, your grandparents or your your parents, you know, if they see some of this actual change happen in a lifetime, it's it's a blessing. It's progress. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the fact that we could see like Obama being president, right? It's mm-hmm. it's a blessing for yeah. us to see this change happen right now. You feel me? Yeah. Like that. Yep. That was a big fucking deal to see that. Big deal for me to see, see like you know even little things like you know like Korean uh, Korean movies and directors and actors and Asian American yeah. uh, actors like you know in movies and and getting Oscars. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. glad I could see that shit in yeah. my lifetime. But these things take time, and motherfuckers got to realize even in business. You know what Tyler Perry did with his studios. You know mm-hmm. what Kanye what he did with his. Uh, his clothing line and yeah. what with his clothing empire yeah. and his sneaker empire, it takes time and it it he tries to fast forward that shit right too fast mm-hmm. by using other people's white by using white companies' resources right yeah mm-hmm. and this is the thing that kind of fucks shit up mm-hmm. if he's using white people's resources he's at kind of the mercy of white people yeah. white people and the company that <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. working with he's working for you feel me yeah. someone so. And then the problem with Kanye is he airs everything he's thinking, everything he's feeling in real time out to the public. Yeah. And it just makes him seem unstable. And yet he wants to be on the board. So does a board of any company, if you had a company and you had a board, would you want Kanye on that board? Hell no. Making irrational <laughs> statements, irrational decisions at, at whenever he feels, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. You got to think of shit from a business point of view. It's a really annoying time right now. Uh, what I were mean, we talking about? Also, my thing, <laughs> no, my thing about the Ice Cube thing is why he's why he want to do this right now. Why was he plan? Why did he plan on doing this before the election? Timing, bro. Well, don't you think he also kind of got off with all the attention that he got, like people listening to him again, mm-hmm. people caring yeah. about what he had to say on Twitter. Yeah, and he kind of got that could have been the start of, that. of it. Yeah, because that it, that started with a month ago, maybe a little bit longer. Right, where he started going off. Yeah, that and was a while ago when yeah. he started doing those videos. Right? And I, I think sometimes people can get caught up in themselves and think like, "Yo, they they it's have this moment. power." It could definitely be that. Yeah, yeah, I have this power. Like I have this outreach. Mm-hmm. Like people are listening to me. And then, like, you know, I'm going to talk to the Democrats. And the Democrats are like, kind of like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Right? <laughs> not only that, like, he, like D said that he's only speaking to the people that are willing to listen to him. Right. So at this point. Well, I think the Democrats didn't say get the fuck out of here. They said let's wait till the election. Yeah. Yeah. Which is smart. Because there's a lot of shit going on, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, there's a pandemic. Just fuck everything yeah. up. Man. Everything I don't know, man. This whole shit's a hot mess. Motherfuckers just need, rappers need to chill the fuck out. Yeah, just stay, stick to rapping. He's moving He's moving like a true activist Not a politician And that's well, that's the difference He's not a politician Is he moving like an activist though? Activists They they just want to evoke change You brought up L.A. Reid earlier right? Yeah What's going on with him? He recently sold 100% of his music catalog so, 100% 
Hundred percent. Yeah. Shit. So that's like hey, what I'm looking at your notes right now. 162 songs. Yeah. That he wrote and published. What were the artists that well, I figured, Dude, he did a uh, lot of art. TLC, right? Well, they uh, Boys to Men, TLC, Tony Braxton, Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. Whitney Houston. Wow, that's just Jesus. a few right there. So wait, I, wait, wait, I'm wait. thinking like the big hits too. Why would he unload that? Why would he sell 100 percent of his catalog right now? I don't know, man. So my instincts, my instinct is that they're seeing that the music, the value of music, is going down. Yeah. And that they're not gonna the value of all of these songs is not gonna be is never gonna be as worth as much worth as much as it was before no, than it is it now. It could be that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're like might as well sell this catalog now and it's like Well, you can make that money. Well, yeah, I can cash out mm-hmm. at, and make the most profit off of it. Yeah. So I think I think he's looking at it that way or oh, and also he has a record label. I don't think it's doing that good. Right. Hit Cole Records. Right. Mm-hmm. So he, I haven't really, really heard any artists. So he may have him. just accumulated a bunch of debt, right? Yeah. He's got, I know he got a, a, a big office building mm-hmm. that yeah. no one's using right In now. Atlanta, uh-huh. I believe. You feel me? Yeah. So he might be kind of just using some of that to offset some of his debt. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of motherfuckers are doing that. Yeah. But damn, 100% of his catalog? Yeah. Yeah, but you got to think about it. Like, yo, why do you think all of these uh, labels are also going after like Instagram, Facebook? They're going after uh, well, Twitch. Oh, we haven't even talked about it. Record labels are going after record pools, yo. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. We've noticed that these record pools haven't had the music that we usually get. No. Right. So yeah. basically, for all of y'all motherfuckers who are not DJs out there, and y'all don't know what a record pool is, a record pool supplied the DJs with music. Mm-hmm. Right. And yes. they've been doing it since the days of vinyl. Since uh, like the 70s. Since, since, 70s, like, since right? like nightclubs started right. popping like in the 70s. They were getting vinyl pressings. They were mm-hmm. getting promo vinyls, and they were issuing out to DJs before these records hit the record store. Right. I remember in the nineties, early, uh, early to late nineties, I was trying to get in record pools. Mm-hmm. You, but you had to have like all of these criteria. You had to have like, yeah, you had to have a website or something, and you had to have like a, your residencies. Mm-hmm. You had or to a radio list, station, radio station, for. right? Yeah. And I got denied a whole bunch. And I, I remember how excited I was when I got on the Funk, Funk Master yeah. Flex. Uh, I was on that one as well. The franchise. Damn. Franchise record pool. Franchise record pools. That's pretty dope. But in order to get your records, you had to uh, literally write down the feedback for every single record you got, kind yeah. of, right? It was certain labels. It wasn't every label right. wasn't doing that. But definitely, Basically like, like Def like, Jam, like the big labels, you had to like write feedback. Ra- ra- write feedback well, for or the Or even records. someone even expected you to do a mix tape of the- um, Really? The, like Interscope, yeah. Oh, shit. That's crazy. That's yeah. dope. Mm-hmm. That's not dope. That's just to get your <laughs> records, yo? Yeah. So then you would basically you'd be doing the feedback like is this and they would ask questions like yo is this record playable is this, is this? Playing the do you think this club? is a hit yeah. right yeah. Uh-huh. blah 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 and it was a big deal and obviously as technology moved on it became a digital record pools mm-hmm. yeah. where we would download MP3s and whatnot mm-hmm. and then recently a lot of motherfuckers have been uh, a lot more digital record pools have been popping up yeah and record pools started evolving to. You know, showcasing remixes and different edits. Mm-hmm. They started extended versions of certain songs. Exactly, of all the songs. Extended actually. intros. Yeah. You know, yeah. different uh, quick mix, shorter versions mm-hmm. of songs. Right. Uh, yeah. Transition mixes, right? Mm-hmm. That have become a daily tool for a lot of DJs. Mm-hmm. And now the labels are going after these record pools. Yeah, and they have been going after these record pools. Mm-hmm. But I think more so now because they have less revenue stream. Mm-hmm. streaming yeah. is down now mm-hmm. music streaming is down like a lot yeah 
And it's because it's it's directly tied into commuting and daily activities that motherfuckers music is a soundtrack to everyone's routines, daily right. routines and activities. Mm-hmm. Commuting, uh where you gym. whether you're gym. at your gym, at work. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. motherfuckers don't have that. So what what so what motherfuckers are doing instead of listening to music, they they're going to more visual media. They're going yeah. to Netflix. They're watching Hulu. 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 They're watching Disney Apple Plus. TV. Yeah. So literally visual media has been exploding this year, obviously, because YouTube. everyone has more time to watch something. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And there's people are doing less activity, so they don't need music as much. Yeah. So these labels are seeing, they're hurting right now. These artists are hurting right now. Yep. So everyone's looking at the revenue. So that's why these labels are cracking down on everyone, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even these labels have been cracking down on Twitch. Yeah. 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 So you think with L.A. Reid, that's the reason he thinks that the value of music is just not going to ever be what it was. And it's just like the stock market, like sell, like sell, sell, sell my stocks right now before they drop even lower. Like some insider some trading. Of, yeah. I, you know, he probably knows something we don't know. Yeah. But also, I think, you know, I think a lot like, look, I recently saw on Twitter that Nile Rogers, right, uh-huh. is, was selling all of his cars and shit. <laughs> shit. And he has a good collection. Yeah. Wait, wait. Let me pull this. Let me pull this. This shit oh, there's a Nile video Rogers. to it. Yeah, yeah. Let me pull this shit. Hold Fucking Nile. This motherfucker is selling like, I showed y'all some of this shit, right? My last look at my baby. He's selling like some Range Rover from that shit, 1987. That shit look like a garage, man. Like, <laughs> that shit look like crazy. Look at the damn wing. Like he's, got like, wing. he's got like 50, 30 to 50 cars in this garage. He has a hanger. The first car. car. <laughs> really? He's selling his Range Rover. Done everything. In this car, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> what everything now? So nasty. It's like the Range Rover from Belly. It does. <laughs> I like the colors, black and yellow. It's pretty cool. Wait, listen, listen, listen. But it's that time in my life where I've reevaluated things, and I just have too much stuff that needs to be enjoyed by other people. I don't have a museum. And I just, I feel like I'm hoarding and these things need to be out there and enjoyed by people. <laughs> so he's selling all of his cars. There's a lot of fucking cars. It's like Corvettes. Yeah, yeah. You guys saw it, right? I don't right. even he know some cor- of these cars. He had Corvette Stingrays. He, he had classic Porsche. Porsches. Aston yeah. Martins. Yeah, like stupid. Range Rover. He has a 1920 right there bomb just chilling. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's insane. So my question is, he said, I, I've come to a revelation that I don't need all of this shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I motherfucker, mean, he, he's got to be in need of some money, man. But he's making, I mean, he produced and wrote so many hit songs. Right. I don't, honestly, I don't think he need the money. What, fam, what do you think goes through a person's mind? And I don't know what's going on with Nile Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. He may have had like epiphany or something during COVID. Maybe you know, like, well, he did just um, recently um, recover from cancer. Mm. Oh, wow, oh, years ago. well, that makes sense then, right? Yeah. yeah, and he's seeing all this shit, but also probably his net worth is at 70 million, by the way. 70 million, yeah, shit. So he's just getting rid of all these costs for no reason. That, that alone, mm. that garage is a cool three to five million easily. I would say, yeah, even more, yeah, even more, probably. And I'm going off of like, you don't this, think that you don't think that, that his money's down from like not touring. Come on. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a little bit, but I don't think it's the reason he's selling those cars, though, man. But you got to know that. Expenses expenses coming. He's probably Mm -hmm. got medical bills. Fam, he's 68 years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. He's not driving all those fucking cars. He's not driving. He probably is like, I don't need this shit. Mm Mm-hmm. He's probably like, this is making no sense. Yeah. I don't need this taking up all the space. Mm-hmm. Might be even downsizing his house and all of this shit. Dude, that's yeah. a whole ass garage. Yeah. I think 
And there's at least like 60 cars. Like no one sells, because cars always have sentimental value, Mm -hmm. especially like classic cars like that. So for him to sell them, that like it has to be for a specific reason. Not I I get the sentimental value and I get what he's saying. He wants to downsize and maybe he's at a point in his life where he doesn't value it as much, but there's something behind that because you don't, you don't just give away cars like that. Like it's already hard enough to find shit like that. Yeah. So each one of those cars, he probably did research and it took him weeks, if not months to find each and one of those cars. Yeah. And so for him to go and get rid of them, is there something behind it? Probably cars from the last 30 years of his life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably even more. That that Range Rover looked like something from like (laughs) Like 97. That was like a, that was like the joint from like eight, I would say like maybe like late 80s, early 90s. Remember though, Mm -hmm. Sheik was popping in like the 70s, man. So that shit is... But you don't think they're seeing their revenue down from streaming? I got it. They got to be like. I don't think for classic songs like. No, nah, yes, you, you crazy? Because but like, a lot of those songs are featured in movies and TV shows. Yeah. Licensing, you're saying. Licensing, yeah. exactly, yeah. 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 yeah, but I don't know. There's, Come on. Production's like, down. Ma- like, no one's Madonna, making- like a virgin. David Bowie. <laughs> but David Bowie, let's dance. Yo, we, we've been talking Lady about doing Gaga, Nile, Daft Punk. We've been talking about Nile Rodgers' uh, battle, a right? Tough yeah. one to beat. Yeah. Nah, we got to Nile Rodgers and uh, Lionel Richie? Yeah. That's just, does that still make sense? It I doesn't. was thinking about Lionel. It doesn't? No, I was thinking about Nile versus Pharrell. That's, that's a little bit more closer. I don't even think that makes sense either. Nah. <laughs> Pharrell now? Not that nah. far off. Come on. We did Pharrell already. Well, he, we did features for Pharrell. We didn't do like production and himself. I don't know. I feel like the value of... of, of Music have, is going to go down. Yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah, and these labels are struggling right now because they they're knocking on all. Doors. They're not even making a ton of money from streaming. I don't think as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they were making money from like you know touring deals with artists, merch, merch, yeah. mm-hmm. getting all these percentages from everything. Um, and then now recently, right, with Kanye talking about labels and owning your own masters and shit, I yeah. think they're going to see a major shift. Yeah, so yeah. they're gonna to try independent circuit, right? I think that that's why they're cracking down on all of this shit because they're gonna try to to maximize as much profit as they can mm-hmm. right now. Um, and I don't shit, I don't with this whole touring and artists not doing anything. I, I think it's yo, this COVID shit ain't gonna go away. I wonder what the no. LA Reed catalog was worth in its entirety. I mean, a lot of these artists and a lot of these labels, mm-hmm. they're not gonna see revenue from touring shows and no. anything from a while. Nope. And I'm even wondering exactly. I wonder how much the the streaming numbers are down. Yeah. I knew I know how much it was like a few months ago, uh-huh. and they said it was down thirty percent, which is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. And I don't know if it's even down even more now. But I heard from my boy. Um, he has a relative that works at the United Nations, the UN. Yeah, and she actually read some transcripts from some like the powers that be uh-huh. from mm-hmm. all the like powerful countries. Yeah, and basically, in a nutshell, she said, "Yo, from these transcripts, it looks like this COVID shit ain't going away for the next two to three years, Jesus. and it's going to be a part of our lives for the next two to three years." Mm-hmm. And this is coming from the United Nations, yo. Yeah. So I think really, it's it's really a time. To, it, this this ain't this shit ain't going away, yo. Yeah. And I think it's going to affect a, a ton of major industries, and it's going to be a major reset with everything. Mm-hmm. But we've been saying this, but it's it's kind of fucked up to actually see it. Yeah, slowly, <laughs> slowly <laughs> happening. You know what I'm saying? Like in, bad, in real man. time and whatnot. That's just crazy. Um, it's two to three years. Like I, I knew. I, obviously, it's not going to go away. But to to think that something we thought was going to sit around and last for a few months is going to be a part of our lives for the next four to five years is kind of insane. Yeah. So you don't think there'll be no more concerts? That's, going on no, I think there's going to be concerts, but it's going to be different. Like they're doing the drive-in concerts. It's going to be Usher. definitely going to be different because I know Usher has his residency next right. year. Damn man, at the Coliseum. 
It's uh, like you nah. think like the days of like going to like Coachella or done like things like that. Festivals. Maybe for now, I think yeah. that something like that. Yeah, those big I concerts. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't see concerts coming back next year. But I could be wrong. I'd. I'd, I'd rather be wrong. Yeah, I I'd, hope you're wrong. If they can prove me wrong, that's. I mean, I'd rather be wrong. I think if if that. these football stadiums can figure out a way to operate at twenty five to thirty percent capacity, I think they could do the same with like arenas for concerts. Like do twenty to thirty percent capacity maybe, and fill up the seats to maybe like four or five thousand people. It's just not essential. Yeah, it's not essential at it's all. It's not needed because, like for example, the the Dodgers are going to World Series, and my boy called me. He's like, "Yo, I got tickets for Game Four. Do you want to come?" Uh-huh. And I was like, "Damn, fuck! You got to fly to Texas Arlington, which is damn nearly in Austin or whatever, mm-hmm. and then each ticket is seven fifty, and then they're bunching you in a group of four. I'm like, dude, if I want to watch the World Series, I want to be at the Dodger Stadium. I wanted to be regular. I don't want to pay for like, it's not needed to be doing this shit, this extra shit at this point. Yeah, it's too much. It's like, why? You don't need that shit. You can watch it at your house. So, I, I'm 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 with Cricket with that. It's not essential. It's not needed. Uh, I want to go back to these record pools. Okay. And uh, I want to actually start talking about the changes that are going to start happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering because uh, DJ City teamed up with Beatport and they just launched Beat, Beat Source, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, for those of y'all don't know what Beat Source is, Beat Source is a streaming platform, a music streaming platform for that links to Serato, Rekordbox. Um, what's that other shit that motherfuckers used from back in the day that Scribble used to use? Um, tracks. Tracks. Tractor. 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 Yeah. It links with all of these joints, basically. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to start seeing, and I th- and I want to talk to Styles, so we're going to zoom with Styles real quick, because I want to ask a little bit more about BeatSource. Mm-hmm. But I heard BeatSource is actually working with the labels, and right now, they just launched their streaming platform for Serato. So a lot of motherfuckers have been signing up mm-hmm. for BeatSource Serato yeah, through the yeah. Serato app. It really looks like it's packaged for the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, yo, we're kind of OGs. We've been DJing for, you know, I don't know, 20 plus years, right? Yeah. So we've been building our MP3 library for the past 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. Right? So we've got a lot of fucking music. Yeah. We've got a ton of songs. A lot of new coming DJs coming in, they ain't got no music. Mm-hmm. They don't know any of these musical catalogs. But now there's a new platform called BeatSource that, that's directly linked through Wi-Fi mm-hmm. in their Serato mm-hmm. where they can create playlists and they can even look at the fixed playlists yeah. and okay. learn about new music. Like the right. top 80s and stuff right. like that, Right, they can look at the 70s playlists, the yeah. 80s playlists, classic hip-hop, 90s mm-hmm. hip-hop, 2000s hip-hop, whatever the fuck. Yeah, they can R&B. look at like wedding wedding songs. Right. Yeah. Like a playlist yeah. will pop up for that. Or... And they can start learning this shit. Yeah. And... OGs like us, like how many of y'all still organize your music in iTunes? I do. Me. I still do. All of us. Yeah. And a lot of motherfuckers, I remember uh, talking to some DJs and they're like, yo, you still using iTunes? Like Mm -hmm. they're organizing their shit through folders now. Yeah. And they're creating uh, just crates in Serato and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I'm really thinking like I need to start getting a little, I'm like I just don't want to get too comfortable with MP3s, iTunes, and Serato. I want to start getting up to date. Mm-hmm. And I, from what I've been seeing with BeatSource, I don't think DJs like us will be using BeatSource right now. Mm-hmm. But I think it's something we all have to start learn learning mm-hmm. now and yeah. getting comfortable with and start building our playlists and start building our libraries through little by little. So I mean, it's definitely it, good to know, to learn it. I do think it's going to be the standard in like three to five years. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I think that transition period is going gonna, gonna to take a while. That's why I'd rather transition slowly now, mm-hmm. start building my libraries there, mm-hmm. and start organizing shit through there so that in the next two years, I'll be kind of ready. Right. And I'll be familiar with this. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk to Styles more about this. And um, and also, I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to post a tutorial of BeatSource uh, through Serato. We're going to post mm-hmm. this tutorial on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So after this, after this episode, if you guys want to go to our YouTube, we should have literally a one-on-one with Styles uh, learning about BeatSource. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be great. It'll be great for us, and it'll be great for, for some of y'all to see the shit yeah. Uh, yeah. firsthand. Mm-hmm. All right? All right, so we got Styles from DJ City and BeatSource right now on the line. Styles, what's up, man? Styles. Yo, Yo Styles, what's up? So, what's up, fellas? What's good, Yo, thanks man. for coming through, man. Thanks for coming on with us and uh, talking to us about basically beat source and also i want to talk about you know record pools and what's been going on with this the labels and stuff so sometime in july over the summer record labels did a major raid i guess you would call it like a raid right on some of the record pools and they pulled a lot of their songs uh from the catalogs like even now like never we can't find uh pop star franchise travis scott nope uh the new maluma hawaii that's huge none of the new savage 21 savage at all yeah none of the 21 savage i mean we have i had to download it from like amazon because the i know i had to buy it from apple because the record (laughs) pools didn't have this um and so what what's going on man like what is is beat source like what's going on with this beat source you guys launched beat source is this your response, you know, a direct response to what these labels are doing? Is this the rebuttal? <laughs> did you guys did you guys know this was gonna happen? What's going on, yo? Let me let me oh, know. Oh man, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, there's a few things happening. The I think the the industry is changing a bit. You've got the um, the major labels starting to catch up um, with some of the smaller outlets that, you know, distribute music. So, you know, for the last you know, five to 10 years, they've been really focused on the big dogs, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the YouTubes, Mm -hmm. and they kind of figure that out. So you've seen things get a little bit better on those platforms, right? So, um, you know, either those platforms sort out their licensing and they they strike deals and allow that content to live there or they don't. And, you know, something has to give. And, you know, I think the labels have spent a lot of time working on those big dogs and now they're starting to focus on the smaller, um, you know, distributive outlets mm-hmm. and that incru- includes record pools. Mm-hmm. And, you know, frankly, there's a lot of, you know, record pools that operate kind of in this gray area. And, you know, you'll notice, you know, with DJ city, we've always, you know, really adhered to this um, concept of being a promotional service for new music only. So you can never ever go on DJ city and find classic music, catalog music, um, because it's not legal. And so, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the record pools that were dancing around that and, and um, living in that gray area were able to do so for, for quite a long time. But Be, well, they, you know, they were days, able to, they were able to do that because they were under the radar. Right. Like they would have like an extended version to like Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on. But that's not legal and shit. Especially yeah. with Marvin Gaye, that motherfuckers come knocking on the door quick. <laughs> yeah, his his estate don't play. <laughs> they don't play. <laughs> yeah, I, and and yeah, so like you know, I don't want to get too into the weeds of like what pools do, but like they would skate around that and they do certain things like gate the site. Like you won't be able to see any of the content unless you log in and mm-hmm. and um, become a member. And you know, we at DJ City were never on that tip. We were always about transparency, trying to work hand in hand with the labels, and so we, you know we would always abide by those rules of, of, you know, new music only promotional periods and then taking stuff down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, with beat source, 
that's things are completely different because we're an officially licensed DSP, meaning we're on the same level as in uh, Spotify and Apple Music, a Amazon Music. Wow. So when you guys are saying I had to go buy those tracks from those places, you could also buy them from BeatSource and, and actually stream them on BeatSource as well because. You know, we've got those entire um, buy. We have the buy-ins from all those labels. They're uh-huh. servicing their entire catalogs to us, and that includes all the new stuff you guys are talking about, all the new um, Travis Scott stuff, all the new Maluma. So, you know, um, to your question about, you know, it's not like we, you know, we we didn't um, necessarily go into this business and, and start Beat Source with uh, that intention, knowing that the labels were going to do that. But we did start to see a shift in the industry, and we kind of knew that this like wild west kind of mentality couldn't necessarily last. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to an extent, yeah, we did kind of see the writing on the wall and make a pivot a little bit and to get into this, you know, more transparent, fully licensed model. Right. Um, and, and yeah, I think it's going to pay off at the end because yeah. you see what happens. I mean, yeah. So you, t- you DJ city teamed up with B port, right? You guys yeah. came up with beat source. It's magical baby. So I, you guys, in a nutshell, you guys are the first streaming uh, musical platform for DJs, right? Mm-hmm. No more yeah. MP3s. Like, if we think about the MP3, it's kind of like a dated concept, right? A little bit, right? Because no one's listening to MP3s anymore. The only people who are using MP3s are behind the scenes, you know, like doing uh, editing, video editing, or, or like DJs, basically, right? Mm-hmm. We're still doing that. Uh, everyone's, yeah. everyone's on streaming now, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And and I mean that said, you know we still provide the option for users to go and purchase those tracks and download as MP3s or waves if you even wanted to, right? Right. Um, we're not. That still exists, so you can go on and find any track there and purchase it if you really wanted to. But to your point, yeah, man, it's it's this um, it's this model that's not going to last because you think about like the younger generation, right? Kids right. that that grew up with Spotify and streaming services, like in no way, shape, or form are they going to download MP3s like that concept mm-hmm. doesn't even make sense to them mm-hmm. right and if you tell them like the process of doing that like e- you know even buying an mp3 on these sites is somewhat like cumbersome like you gotta <laughs> find it download it go to like all these things and it's it's just this weird process and um system that yeah i think is really on its way out mm-hmm. and it yeah. sounds crazy to say that because i know we've all spent the last 20 30 years building up a collection of like literally tens of thousands of mp3s mm-hmm. um but it's the same kind of concept that we we had and the same reservations that DJs had when we went from vinyl to mm-hmm. Serato right. or vinyl mm-hmm. to CDs and then from CDs to Serato. And there was always this pushback from DJs that were like, no, yeah. this can't be, you know, and this is not going to happen and fuck all that. And then sure enough, things change. But do you think it's going to, yeah. is there ever going to be like a mental thing? Because even from record to CD and from CD to MP3, you still had a sense of entitlement by actually having it on a on a hard drive or having it on your computer now we're gonna be at the mercy of essentially a cloud mm-hmm. so do you think there's sure. some pushback with that just not physically having something in your possession that you can call your own as far as music for sure and i mean yeah it's it's an interesting conversation because i myself still have a ton of vinyl i buy vinyl still like uh-huh. new new releases that just you know pluck in my heartstrings i'm like shit i want to own that on vinyl you know um <laughs> Because, yeah, there is something you're never going to 
you know, that, that feeling of having a piece of wax and having the, the album art and reading the liner notes and all that shit, like that's fucking amazing. That's why we all got into this business, I think. Yes. You know what I mean? So there is something to be said for like the concept of not owning your music anymore. But again, when you talk to this, the younger generation, they don't have that same kind of um, sentiment and feeling and right. attachment to the music that, that we did. Uh-huh. And that said, you can still go out and buy vinyl. And it's like the, the thing that I still have to hammer home to DJs when I talk through this service and the streaming mentality is like, they think like we're just going to wipe out like, like records and take away <laughs> your ability to download MP3s and do, you know, it's like that still exists if you really want, but right. the fact is the culture is going to change. And when, you know, it's, you know, when you go to the club and, and they got the 5g set up and the Wi-Fi is amazing. And it's like, why are you not going to roll with technology and at least allow it to kind of make you better and give you more access to music, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to talk about this. You guys started as a record pool, right? Mm-hmm. And you created this new platform, right? And and you and you're targeting it towards the youth and kind of the younger generation, right? Well, yes and no. So yes it is. No. I mean, we're definitely looking towards the youth, and we're definitely like uh, factoring that in. But yeah. it's mm-hmm. not just for new DJs. It's not just for the youth. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the things that I like I like to talk about with with DJ City, we were always really aimed towards the professional club radio kind of career DJs, right? right. DJs that have like established themselves, have a career, and they need to use this. Um, with Beat Source, we are opening that up to the entire spectrum of DJing. So it is still for those DJs. It's still for you guys that are in the clubs, working with the biggest clubs in, in the country with the biggest, you know, VIP clientele and all that. Mm-hmm. But it's also for the beginner DJs that just got a new controller and don't know anything about music and want to get music and discover music. Right. It's really for the whole spectrum. And that's what's kind of one of the most exciting things about Beat Source to me. Right. And so a lot of us OGs or DJs who have been building our MP3 library for the past 10 to 15 years, right? This might not be our immediate answer to anything right now, but it's one of those things that in time will start taking over the industry. Is that what you think? I think so. I mean, I think the biggest thing for what that BeatSource link provides to DJs like ourselves, right, that have been doing this for so long, got these massive collections, know their shit. Um, is just a supplementary tool for you to have to get access to more music, right? Because the fact is we don't have everything and um, there's a lot of music that we actually don't know and you can't get that music on record pools and it's it's kind of a pain in the ass to go well, you, find you can't that get stuff. Them, you can't get them legally, right? You can't, you know. No, and even, you know, even illegally you can't get them, right? So there are, <laughs> you know, certain pools that have like amazing back catalogs and have tons of content, but they still don't have everything. Right. Yeah. And um, I mean, there's so much fucking music out, out there. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'll give you an example. Like I've been testing BeatSource Link, using it every weekend, building sets and everything. And I'm like last weekend, I spent, you know, the whole weekend going through down this 90s gangster rap rabbit hole. Like just discovering and, and finding songs that I either forgot about or completely missed or just never could get because they weren't on record pools. Um, then discovering new artists and then, you know, going, finding their whole discographies, albums, then searching by um, labels. Like I click priority records now and see the entire priority records catalog there. Cool. Mm-hmm. You're like, yo, these are fucking records that I don't know. I just, maybe I didn't know, but yeah. um, just at least having access to it now and being able to, to use it the same way I would my local files. So, you know, with BeatSource Link, you can 
even though these are streaming tracks, you can still add cue points, loops, adjust metadata, add comments, make put them into playlists, like treat them just how you would with your local files. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, I got access to all this music. And to be honest with you, it's made DJing a little bit more fun for me because I was getting a little burnt out. You know, I was, I was getting tired of downloading the same club records from the record pools right. and, and playing club records, especially we're not in the clubs right now. So it's like, I mean, you guys know, you, you guys have been streaming a little bit. It's like, do you really want to be playing like club bangers and shit on mm-hmm. your streams? Like right. maybe, but mm-hmm. you know, um, it seems like there's a bigger opportunity now to play classic music, play different shit. And a service like this gets you access to that stuff. And it's just, it's fun. It's more tools. So is this a rumor that I heard or is it, I heard some information every time a DJ uploads a song that's streaming through BeatSource link, right? The artist is getting paid. Is that correct? Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Jeez. Yeah. And that's actually, so I said, you know, we're the most exciting, a couple of things are very exciting to me about the service, but that is like by, by far. The that's, that's one major. Because, yeah. That's like, mm-hmm. uh, that's like every Friday, Saturday night, tons of streams, right? Yes. For certain yeah, artists. So anytime, anytime a DJ plays a record through BeatSource link, loads it into your Serato deck and plays the record for more than 30 seconds, that artist, those publishers are going to get paid for that stream. Damn, so that's the oh, death shit. of quick mixing now. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say that, right? <laughs> and that's a problem for me because I quick mix the shit out of everything. Yeah. So, that fucks yeah, it up for the New York DJs. Upset, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, It's that's- crazy because it's it's never existed in the industry, right? In, in the past, you know, you download an MP3 from the record pool. Mm-hmm. You get it. You give it to your homies, they get it. You guys are playing it out. Yes, the artist gets exposure from that. Yes, we all know the value of DJs that we bring to artists, right? By giving them love and and playing their shit in the club, Mm -hmm. obviously. But that's where it ends. There's no revenue stream for them. They don't get any money and they don't get any data back on that. They don't know anything about that. Right. So, you know, yes, they hear, you know, from the promo departments, yo, DJs are playing your records, but really all they're looking at is like media based spins, radio spins and all that. Now, can they see, can they see what, like what place in the world their their songs is playing the most? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So we're building out, you know, we'll have access to a dashboard that will show us all this information. So we can track things like, you know, what part of the world the song was playing and what time it was played. Um, what part of the song was played? You guys mm-hmm. only played the first verse and got out. Right. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, I could, we could, you know, start to pull really interesting pieces of data, right? If I can look at the entire U.S. at a one thirty a.m. on a Saturday and see that all these DJs are playing this record at one thirty a.m., that's a prime time record. That's interesting. Yeah. Right. For both the the DJs and then also for the artists and the labels. So mm-hmm. I got a question. Do you think there's a possibility that labels can start looking at the analytics for for all of this shit and seeing what the DJs are playing and everything and start testing out records and releasing it straight to B-Sorts first before doing an actual release? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Without doing a public release. So let's say a big artist, like let's say a Rihanna or I don't know. Drake. Yeah, but these people will release anything and sell. But like maybe like, uh, like a new artist... Like they'll the start. They'll push it on BeatSource first. Mm-hmm. Start seeing the spins and being like, "Oh shit, we're getting traction on the East Coast. It's starting to get traction in America. Let's do yep. a launch. Let's." They might have a little bit more information to start handling their marketing rollouts and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, and I mean that was already happening on the DJ City side in the sense that we were helping break records um, because certain artists knew that hey, we need to feed the DJs first, right? So a guy you guys are familiar with, a little John, right? Knew that yo, I have certain records that we want to break to the DJ community. Let's get it to DJ City first. Yeah, mm-hmm. so turn down for what's a perfect example of that. We had yeah. that record first. 
we dropped it, we broke it, and you saw what happened. Same with um, Trumpet, Sac Noel, right? There's and there's a there's a slew of other records that that's happened with. Um, so yes, I think the same thing is going to happen with BeatSource, and because of the data that we can provide to them, now they're going to be way more interested because you know at the end of the day, the thing that matters the most to the labels are you know the, their bottom line and data. Mm-hmm. Right. So we can increase their bottom line by generating revenue for their artists uh, with spins. And then we can also provide data now that yeah. shows the value of us DJs. And that's an, one of the other things that's super exciting to me is that I really think this is going to strengthen the relationship between the labels, the artists and the DJs. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I was that relationship say. has been, all, it's been I, shaky. I felt like the, over the last years, it felt like the DJs value was lessened because the artists didn't feel like they need to go through us to break music now with the incentive right. to have their music music played and get residuals from it like it changes that relationship drastically right 100 percent. yeah artists don't give a fuck they're like a lot of them don't they're focused on spotify they want to get on yeah. um you know right. certain playlists or whatever right mm-hmm. but now we're going to be like no number one you can generate revenue number two we can provide data and you can see yo my record's getting played by you know all the djs in the world like that's that's phenomenal i i think once we start to share that and and work with them they're going to get excited and i think it's really going to elevate our relationship make those bonds tighter and give us as djs a little bit more respect and power right yeah mm-hmm. yo styles with with this new service it's kind of sounding like the record pools are kind of be going to be hanging on a small thread is there any adjustments you think they can do to kind of survive this new wave of DJing in the sense like live streaming and shit. Well, you're saying like uh, like death to auto tune, death to de- death, death to, to record, record pool. pool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you literally. I, mean, I don't know because DJ City is still uh, in full operation. Where there's no intention of slowing that down. It's going to continue to work and, and operate as a record pool. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily want that. Right. I think what what should happen is there should be a, a reconciling of just. Um, the the gray area of everything right mm-hmm. everything needs to kind of operate in a system that is um follows rules and is licensed and i think that would benefit everybody because the problem is you're going to have this underground culture kind of you know undercutting everything and and that's gonna hurt things ultimately right yeah mm-hmm. um you know nobody wins if all record pools get shut down i don't think that's going to benefit anybody and we don't want that um but, you know, I don't know. I can't speak to other record pools, business models or what they should do or strategies. Yeah. Uh, I just know what we're doing on our side and what we saw and why we think, you know, BeatSource is going to kind of be the future and can kind of um, take us out of that, you know, mm-hmm. that world. Was there a pivotal moment when you guys said, oh, shit, we got to move from this record pool service into the BeatSource? Like, was there a specific moment that happened where the change had to be done, like, drastically? I don't know if it was like one moment specifically, but, you know, I got to give it to our team at DJ City. We've always kind of been ahead of the curve and like, I mean, listen, you guys know us. We're all DJs. We've been doing this for a long time, just like you guys. And so we we, we got our eyes and ears down to the culture and we know what's happening. And so, you know, um, we started as a as a record store selling vinyl in West L.A. I used to buy I used to order from you guys in New York. I used right. to order all of those uh, lethal Cops. weapons and mix factors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same. That. That's how. Like, so I, you know, I, I came on maybe a few years after they had started, but I was in college doing the same thing. I was doing all these parties, and I was like, I don't want to fucking buy Ying Yang twin singles. I need to let me get a comp, and I can, you know, save money that way. Right. That's how mm-hmm. I discovered it. But 
so there was the store and then you know um we started the record pool but in 2004 i think yeah four you see this little serato box start to pop up and mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. okay what is this right and so even then there was the same ambiguity and like uneasiness that we're all talking about right now then right yeah and um but you know the guys had the foresight to say no this is going to be the future so let's digitize the library let's start you know pushing mp3s let's create a digital record pool and go that route wow and sure enough you know that's where the 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 tides turned and it's funny we talk about this all the time but it's like even for those few years we all used to carry vinyl in the backpack like just in case yeah Yeah. Yeah. like i gotta something happens or we need to switch out yeah and how long do we do that but like nobody carries vinyl in their backpacks hell no (laughs) they carry usb drives and shit yeah yeah not even like a, a in just in case record right so it's the same right now with the streaming. Right. Um, it's it's going to be, people are going to be scared. People are going to be uneasy. It's interesting because I do walkthroughs and I talk to DJs um, you know, every day, all week, basically. I line up these, these you know, one-on-ones or with groups. Mm-hmm. And uh, some DJs are super receptive and don't have no issues with it. And some are like, I don't know. Da-da-da-da. But like, again, I'm saying, you know, within the next few years, as things progress, technology progresses, internet connectivity gets better. I think we're going to look past the fact at this and be like, you know, that's silly that we were even scared. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Damn. So I was about to ask you, um, how about if you go into a venue to do a party and the internet is really bad? Um, what would you, yeah. would you even be able to stream the music, right? You have to just work off your library. You would have to work at your library. You could use um, B-Source Link with a hotspot on your phone. And actually, we had a report from some guys in Texas um, doing it this weekend. So, you know, Texas is like wide open. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like full, like straight up back to like normal. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some homies were hitting us up and be like, yo, I was DJing off my hotspot like the whole night. Wow. Oh, damn. Uh, okay. That's crazy. That's dope. Damn. Yeah. Not only, so it's possible. Yeah. They also got wireless routers that you can do that are like really powerful that you can kind of carry around from Verizon with you. and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. From yeah. Yeah. Verizon, yeah. And, and and who knows that wireless router could be like the next DJ accessory tool that we all carry in our backpack. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, is there a one eight hundred number just in case my shit crashes in the middle of the night? I gotta call out the one eight hundred number. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you would hit up a Serato or whatever you know DVS you're using, right? Because at the end of the day, we are integrated within these softwares, right? So okay, cool. If there's a if, if there's like a troubleshooting issue that's on the performance side, it's most likely gonna you're gonna have to contact those. Uh, Serato, yeah, to okay. get, get help. Call up Cut Corners, corners or something. Hit up Cut Corners. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, right now, BeatSource, you guys launched what, like last week or two weeks ago? When did you guys launch? BeatSource Link, when did it launch? Oh, okay. So BeatSource Link launched probably uh, six months ago. And BeatSource Link is the streaming platform mm-hmm. of BeatSource, right. pretty much. So what the songs that you have right now are regular songs. There's no... Radio versions are there, they're, they're probably radio versions, but there's no int- extended intros, there's no there, acapellas, there's nothing. It's just the, the music itself, right? Yes, and no. So, a majority of the catalog, I would say like 95% of the catalog are yeah. the original tracks, but that does include clean and dirty versions. So, what we're doing is we are actively working to make sure that the library reflects explicit and clean versions, right? Because we know that's super important to DJs. Right. With the other services, it's not so important because uh, like consumers don't really care about that. They typically want to hear the dirty versions. 
but we know with DJs, they need clean versions for their gigs, right? So um, our service will let you know whether it's explicit or clean. Um, and then to your question about the intros, so that's something we're working on. And actually, we just started to get our first batch of intros in. And it's a, it's a long process. Um, we have to, again, because we're a fully licensed DSP, we have to go through this, like, you know, licensed model where the, the uh, labels actually deliver us the content. We ingest it. It's not like we can just throw up tracks that we want to put up into the site, right? Right, right? It all has to go through this legitimate system. So in order to do that, there's a lot of work and, and deals that have to be struck um, in order for us to get the rights to produce that those versions yeah. but it's happening so um for instance we just got the major laser catalog in i believe so all the major laser content will have those intro versions have transition edits have you know um dj edits that we're accustomed yeah. to mm-hmm. um in terms of the acapellas we do have quite a lot of acapellas because again we're going to the labels getting their entire catalogs right mm-hmm. and in a lot of cases they've got all these acapellas that they've been sitting on and what's interesting is like those other services like a Spotify, they don't really care about acapellas. They don't want that. Cause like what consumer is trying to listen to acapellas. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But with us, we're like, yo, send those over. We need those. Like right. all the wow. shit that you guys generally shelve and sit on and don't want to distribute to other like um, DSPs. We want all that. Wow. So we actually got a shitload of acapellas, all studio stuff, all legitimate. You, guys, you know, the stuff that you used to back in the day, you go to tower records. Yeah. You buy the, the CD single. The maxi and single, have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it would have the four versions on it, right? The extended mix, the radio mix, the the Jeep mix, and then, <laughs> you know, the acapella, right? Mm-hmm. And so the labels have all that content yeah, um, sitting there. So, you know, it's just about a matter of us going and getting it. And what's really cool about this is, like, we're actively working with the labels. So constantly we've got this running list of tracks that might be missing right now, but we're like, yo, we need to go get this. We need to go get this. Mm-hmm. So Will instrumentals be available? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of instrumentals, um, and you know we're going to continue to to work on it and get more. I mean, just so you know, it's like like you said, the the service is relatively new, uh, but we're working hard on it, and we're we're tweaking it and advancing it every single day. So um, it's growing, content's growing. We're we're curating the hell out of it, refining it. Um, you know, really building this into like this this big powerhouse of DJ yeah. content. So it's really like a learning process, pretty much. Like because you guys are like it's it's so new that even this process of getting the extended intros for songs, as time goes on and you and your relationship with labels move forward, it'll start all moving a little bit faster, right? And it'll be more streamlined. And then you know, is that yeah right? for yeah. sure? Because in a lot of cases, it's about it's about proving to the label departments why we need those versions, which sounds a little crazy, but. You think about these major labels, right? They're um, huge entities with like many different divisions, right? And so a lot of you guys probably know the guys in the promo departments very well. I'm sure mm-hmm. they hit you up every single week, send you all the records, ask you to play them, right? Those guys have no doubt about the value that we provide and they know they got to get you the clean versions, the intro versions, all that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get a little bit higher up the food chain into the business you know, um, departments, the legal departments and all that they don't necessarily share that same vision. And so there's a lot of education that has to take place on on part of us, like telling them, yo, we need this content from you. And here's why, Mm -hmm. Um, which is crazy. But I, and you know, I guess we're, we're too close to it. Like we live in this, we've been living in this for decades. So we understand it. Mm -hmm. And maybe to those guys, it's not clear, but again, that's where the the revenue stream and the data comes in. Right. Because if I can offer that to you guys, then, and, and prove to you why we should be getting intro versions and why a DJ would want 
an, an introversion, you know, um, that helps. And that's an important communication that you guys are facilitating right now because it could result into more instrumentals of new music, more acapellas of new music, uh, you know, and maybe even possibly you guys can start brokering remixes, right? To a certain extent, maybe a few years into the future where you guys have editors on staff or certain DJs and producers that you're close with that will get access to the acapellas and you'll be you'll be like, look, these are really these are getting downloaded like crazy on record pools or on band camps or whatever. We want to get these on the site. Can you guys approve these remixes? Is yeah. that is that a possibility, you think? Uh, yeah, it sounds like you've been sitting in on our meetings because that's <laughs> that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah, right. Well, I'm I'm yeah. pretty, I'm I'm a pretty smart guy, Styles. You know? <laughs> I think about these things. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, how soon do you think we can start seeing extended intros for music for the songs on there? How soon do you think it'll be? Super quick. Like I said, we we just we're actively working on it. This is uh, we got key guys on the team that that's their sole job is to go out and secure these versions so mm-hmm. like i said we just got the new um major laser catalog stuff in um we've got uh your boy six nine stuff in there we got um some other um and just to, to back up the reason is because we have to work with those labels right so if a label is willing to um work with us and and help us you know uh gain access to that kind of content then we'll have it a little earlier than a label that's like not right. So, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're using our relationships to get as much of that content as we can. We're also creating a ton of exclusive original content too. So there's um, DJ um, like tools, like scratch samples, mm. you know, tone play sound, sounds, um, sounds you know, good. beats, wow. breaks, all sorts of shit that is going to be exclusive to the beat source catalog. Wow. As well. that's, Got dope. It. that's dope as fuck. How does the, how does the the what is it like a subscription? What is the what is the cost right now? What is like how does this cost? Yeah, so there's three different plans that we offer. Um, one is the first is the link plan, which is nine ninety nine a month. It allows you to stream everything in the catalog um, up to one ninety two um, MP three, mm. um, and then the next plan is nineteen ninety nine a month. That's Link Pro, and that will bump up your quality to three twenty MP three. Okay. And then, um, and also gives you a locker size. So what we haven't talked about yet is our offline ability. So we're the only DJ streaming service that will allow you to actually store music offline and play it without uh, internet oh. connectivity. Um, Wait, and so, so no, you, so you won't need Wi-Fi to log into Beatsource Link on Serato. You can just literally play with no internet if you've yeah. downloaded all the tracks offline. Yes, although it is that um, offline ability is not in Serato yet, so it's they're actively working on it. It's going to be coming in a forthcoming release, so it'll be coming very soon. Ah. Um, but currently, Serato is the last one that does not have it. If you're using uh, Recordbox or any of the other integrations that we're in, um, or software that we're integrated with, you can use the offline. Line. So, Styles, when when is it going to be in Serato? <laughs> Let us know, Styles. Give us a date. When. Forthcoming release. Forthcoming so when you release. when you say what, locker, what, is, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> it means it means they're working on it. It's coming soon. Okay. It's, I, I I I am in the development channels. I see that um, what's going on behind the scenes. They're 100 percent working. So basically, it, the finish line. It'll be like the it'll be like Spotify or Apple Music, where we can literally download certain tracks, right? 
Yeah, and, it's, it's and, I, I liken it to like, you know, Netflix. If you ever use the Netflix app, you download it to your right. phone, watch it on the plane yeah. with no ke- connectivity. Same same kind okay, of concept. Yeah. Nice. All right, so you said there's a locker size. Is there going to be a limit to how many songs you can download pretty much? Yeah, so that middle tier. So the, the, the 999 plan does not give you any locker space. That middle tier for 1999 will give you up to 50 tracks that you can put in your locker. So you, and that means so you that can only it, have 50 songs downloaded without internet, right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's songs where, that you can play without Wi-Fi. That's yes. that's where the greed comes in, right? That's where the right. Beatles greed comes in, right? right. right. You can have no, <laughs> you can have a little bit. All right, so 1999, right? 1999, you, you get, get the 320 MP3, you get the whole catalog, and you get the 50 tracks in your locker. 50 tracks. What uh, can we do with 50 tracks, guys? I, I might have a question. Nice <laughs> 10 minutes. Doing? What can't you? That's a whole Twitch battle right there. Okay, ah, yeah, I'm gonna plug that, that in, kid. <laughs> 8 p.m. on Sundays. Go ahead. We haven't even talked about. That we'll get there, but yeah. uh, yeah, so that's the 50 tracks for the 1999, and then our final plan is uh 29.99, that's the pro plus, yeah, it's the same quality of the 320 mp3, but that gives you up to 100 tracks in your locker. Ooh, 100, when I say 100 uh-huh. tracks, that means you can put in 100 at a time, but um, it's unlimited in how you use it, so you can put 100 in on Saturday, take 100 out, and put in another 100 on Sunday, mm-hmm. and you can do that unlimited right so there's no limit to what you do within the locker it's just limited to the caps of how many songs at once are you guys going to create an unlimited ever or no yeah probably not unlimited because so because again because because we're we're fully licensed yeah because the greed is in there so you need no it's not great it's because we're 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 paying out (laughs) we're paying out for the streams and per the downloads as well yeah to the to the locker right so you know you got to think that like good almost 70 percent of our profits are going directly back to the artists and the labels so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in order to to get to like an unlimited locker space i don't think that would happen but i will say that um the increasing the locker size is something that's on our to-do list very high like we absolutely know we need to increase that size and our size has started you know at this size because we're a brand new company with a zero user base we literally went from having no customers to you know what we're doing now but the plan is as we scale up, as we grow our user base, as we get bigger as a company, we want to be able to increase that locker size because I'm with you guys. I know it's like you, if you want to go do a whole, well, you guys play the Vegas set, so it's a little longer. But like in L.A., if I'm going to do a whole four hour set, you know, that's like 400 records. Right. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to have at least a locker size of that. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're working on it. We're it's something we're actively you know trying to improve and, and make bigger. So when you're offline and you're DJ, right? Is is there still some type of communication or analytics being uh, being recorded for how many times you play certain songs in your locker that are, are that are offline? You know what I mean? Yeah, I believe so. I believe all that data is still getting tracked and will be sent when you are connected. Got it. Okay. Wow, you you guys really thought of everything for this. So, how long has you guys been developing this? Pretty much. This has been in development probably for two and a half years, maybe. Wow. Yeah. Um, like, you know, we, we didn't actually launch the company until like only a year and a half ago. But before that, like we were behind the scenes kind of like, you know, it, it, it was a big deal because, you know, you're talking about, you know, the birth of a new company, but it's really this this acquisition merger type of thing between DJ City and Beatport, which on their own are huge entities and operating, you know, complete businesses. So, right. Um, it was a lot. It was a, it was a crazy process. Like it was, it was life changing for all of us. We, we moved to offices. We had been in the same office for 20 years. You know, we, we got an office. We, um, 
it's, it's been a huge long process, but you know, what's really funny is I feel like we're just getting started. Right. I feel like we, we talk internally. We're like, yo, this is like the season just started because you know, we integrated with all those other software platforms, but we knew like Serato was the big one being that we're Serato users. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've been, I'm a Serato guy. I was using scratch live up until like I couldn't anymore. So right. it's like, we knew we had to get in the software that we all, personally use and love yeah. and now that we're in that we feel like yo shit's just getting started with the, it, it, like i said it's not even fully formed yet still yeah. lockers coming and still other things are coming mm-hmm. nice i was gonna ask with the pandemic happening i know a lot of record uh labels in general we were just talking about it they they don't have as many um streams of revenue anymore so do you think they came down on the record pools harder because of that and did that speed up you guys process in in response to that to maybe get this thing rolling a little bit faster I don't know. It's a good question. I, I don't know the answer to that, but it is a little bit serendipitous in the fact that like, you know, people are stuck at home now. They're, they're streaming. So they're playing at home. They're playing to audiences that are more forgiving. So you play different music, right? Like mm-hmm. I, like we were talking about earlier, we're not all playing club music. Now we're playing, it seems like DJs are playing more classic music, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, well, what's your experience? Do you guys like, are you guys playing, find yourself playing more older music than newer music? Seems yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. A lot of more, definitely. Uh, just digging in the bag, trying to find remixes, trying to be able to be more creative and not playing the same things that we were playing in the club for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. So it, it kind of like, it's, it's kind of great for us because now we're saying, yo, here's this fucking huge catalog of all this content. Um, like go get it. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it sucks to say, cause it's like, it's just a terrible situation for, for all of us as DJs. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in terms of just, you know, the economy and, and what we have, like our ability to make money. But, um, but it also seems like, yeah, it also seems like the perfect situation also because yeah. it gives everyone time to learn the platform and kind of get more information about it. Whereas if people were touring and like doing gigs regularly, they'd be too busy to really kind of really take the time to learn something new or try something different. Mm. right now you know what i mean especially younger generation djs or even other people who just wanted to fuck around and dj they have more time to do that now so it seems like everything's things kind of like working to your favor a little bit so yeah, yeah. a little bit a little yeah. bit yeah i agree with all that i yeah. mean it's it's interesting on our side because it's like i'm marketing guy right so i'm like trying to come up with like videos and stuff and it's like oh we can't use those club scenes anymore and you know what i mean it used yeah. to be so easy like it's like it, you have to like re reshift your mind a little bit and like think, you know, it's instead of the club scenes, now you're going to have like the kid in the bedroom. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So or at the park. So I want to talk about this because we, you know, we've been doing these uh, Sunday battles on Twitch, right? Uh, it's been, been super fun. And it's actually a great way for us to delve into like new music, uh, to delve into music from all of these artists decades ago and uh, you you approached us and you're like, yo, the battles are dope. We want to get the playlist for these battles onto B-Source playlist. So I was like, yo, that's a dope idea because, you know, every week we're going, we're hopping around in different decades and different genres. And you've even said like, it's kind of helped you guys kind of like look into your library and be like, damn, we're missing this song. We're missing this song from the battle. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of like, you know, digging in, expanding the, the B-Source library but besides our playlists, you have a ton of other playlists on your site. Now, I know this is where some of the controversy and some of the backlash has been coming from. You guys are creating playlists 
that will ultimately possibly help DJs be able to DJ different genres of music without even learning the music at all. So if I was a newbie DJ and you had a 70s uh, disco playlist. playlist with, you know, 250 songs in there, I wouldn't need to learn a fucking thing. I could literally just start streaming the shit. And have you been getting a lot of, like, a lot of slack from DJs coming to you like, yo, y'all going to fuck up the game and blah, blah, blah. And you know how DJs are, right? Yeah, I know how DJs are. Um, right? Surprisingly, no, though. Like, no? I, we had that, uh, we had that initially, and I've maybe had one or two people comment that, but actually, no. Because when I when I talk about it, I talk about it from the opposite standpoint. I'm like, yo, if if a ten year old girl who just bought a little DJ controller can now discover our playlist, all of a sudden she finds our classic house playlist. All of a sudden she's playing Robin S and Armin Van Helden and all these records. Right. Or she gets into our freestyle playlist or our 80s new wave or all that shit. Right. That's fucking cool to me because you know what I mean? Like they wouldn't be able to find that content with those other services. Right. You maybe could, but you would have to do a lot of digging. And the, the, the differences with us is like, you know, we know what works through, you know, our, our years in, of DJing and being in the clubs and doing gigs and knowing what people actually want to hear. Yeah. And so we can kind of curate these playlists and, um, you know, I think if anything, it's a springboard for discovery. This is not meant to, yes, it could be, you could take the pay by numbers approach. You could come in there, play songs one through 30 in that order. Sure. Um, but that's not dope. Like, you know what I mean? Another DJ like could take that same playlist and fucking wreck it like a Chris Via or something. You know what I mean? And so ultimately, we, you know, we still want to strive for that. By no means are we trying to like take away that aspect of the culture and like digging and finding gems. And like, like I said, like I've been spending shit, I've been going down this, these rabbit holes of like nineties gangster rap and, and, and finding, um, you know, going through priority records like catalog and, and finding all these artists that like I, I just forgot about or never knew, like, um, like, uh, like little half dead. I don't know if you guys know. Who yeah, little half I know did. little half dead. Right, the <laughs> LA guy does. Yeah, so these other guys, New York guys, are like what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Right. No, but it shit no, is dope. He was, he was like, dope. He was kind of dark. He was, it was a little yeah. dark, but he had a And run. so I found all these albums on BeatSource. I was like, what is this? I started listening to it. I was like, yo, this shit is dope. It's that, G, like, you know, that just G-Funk, like, kind of gangster, you know, mm-hmm. 90s rap shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going down a rabbit hole now, and I'm finding all these records, and, and you know, it's, it's fun. It's exciting. If, if anything, it's, like, spurred my creativity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm, I'm really excited about what you guys are doing, um, and, I, and I love to talk shit about everything right but this is one of the few cases where i really do think you guys have something you know you guys have really developed something like a real game changer because i'm starting to get the same excitement and uh curiosity and interest when serato was launching and i was like oh shit all your music on a laptop done deal you know what i mean this is that same excitement that i'm feeling and um i will be around uh to uh speak about everything you guys are doing wrong though you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we wouldn't have it any other way. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will always be here to talk shit about what you're doing wrong. So just be aware that we are watching what the fuck you're doing. But it comes from a place of love. It does. That's yeah. why. That's why I got the playlist on the site now. So now you guys are intertwined. Now it's like, you yeah, go down, yeah, you go yeah. down. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything else y'all want to ask? Is there anything else that you want to add uh, to the beat source shit? You're gonna give us a tutorial. 
and we're gonna post that tutorial up. It should be on our YouTube probably by the time you guys hear this. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure that this tutorial is up, and you're gonna show us step by step how to use this motherfucker, right? And yeah. we're gonna we're gonna be following your direction. Look and we're, we're going to ask all the dumb questions that all everyone's afraid of. All the idiotic good questions. Jamie's going to be talking a lot. So, <laughs> Boy, you better get ready. <laughs> get ready, man. <laughs> looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I mean, yeah, we'll talk more about it on the walkthrough. But yeah, the the, the road um, battle playlists are up there right now. So if you right. go to the playlist page, you can you know catch all the plays from the last uh, maybe six battles, I think. And we just right. got the, the new ones today. So uh, we'll be adding more. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll make sense when you see it on the walkthrough and, and you'll, you know, I, I talk about this a lot in that, you know, we've been talking about BeatSource Link and what we wanted to do and what we're trying to do for a long time now. But really when you see it in action, that's when, you know, it makes sense and it starts to click for DJs and their eyes light up. And so uh, I'm excited about the walkthrough because I think it'll really um, explain a lot more to the DJs, right? Nice. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Dope, man. Cool, cool. Yo, Styles, thank you for, you know, giving us some time and explaining everything and answering all our uh, dumb questions and whatnot. I appreciate sure. it. I love it. And we're yeah, all going to get free accounts, right? <laughs> the top, the top yeah. one, top Sorry. tier. Not the, Five, don't, like, don't give us the $10 one. Yeah. Styles ain't trying to answer that yet. I need, My Zoom's cutting out, guys. Uh, oh! <laughs> I need, I need the, the 500 uh, song locker room. <laughs> it's a lo- locker, locker room. not locker room, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my locker room. We're gonna change it to the locker room. My locker room. <laughs> my locker room needs like a th- like fifteen hundred songs. You know that'd be cool. Twelve hundred songs. Whoa. You know, yeah. offline. That'll be nice. Offline. <laughs> yeah. um, no, cool, man. And uh, just please keep us updated on what's going on when you launch. You know, any of these new things that's that's popping off from the extended intros, more acapellas coming in. Keep us in the in the. What do you call it? You know? I will. We we got a ton of updates coming. I mean, like I said, we are we are constantly working on this product, fine tuning it. Our team is putting in a ton of work. This is this is like not a, a one and done product. Like we are literally going to improve on this over the next decade, and we've got big, big, big plans. So like nice. this awesome. is literally just nope. the start of it. All right, and you guys are gonna. So we've been talking about death to record pool, and we've been kind of joking about that, but ultimately. For us guys, like uh, there is going to be kind of this a few years where we're still going to need the record pools and we're going to need all of that stuff, right? And yeah, DJ, absolutely. And DJ City's not going to go anywhere, right? We need DJ. No. We need it. If <laughs> anybody. We need that sponsorship it's, money. Look, look at the top left corner. <laughs> there's, a, there's a logo right there. No, we, it's, it's, it's not going anywhere. And like I said, again, this is, this is a supplement for you guys. This is not going to you know replace. I'm not trying to get you guys to delete all your shit and burn right. all your vinyl. Like, no, none of that's happening. Melt it down. All right, cool. This is, this is that supplement that you can have. So when the clubs do open up and you're, you're back in trays or whatever and meek mill comes in it's like you'll play money shit and you don't have it you could just play it right there oh man we we, we don't have any new excuses now oh, oh my god. god yeah so we got to play all these requests now <laughs> yeah. so it's good to know that you guys aren't trying to be like coca-cola and buy up all the water sources in america right you guys aren't doing that yeah. right okay <laughs> That's good. so dj yeah. city and beat source have a heart i appreciate it yo thank you styles man appreciate thank you thanks guys I appreciate it. All right, man. Uh, Jamie, do you want to take us out? Of course. If you want to watch this video alongside our brand new BeatSource link tutorial, go to youtube.com slash podcast. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit the notification to be the first one to get the videos on Friday. And uh, you can check us every Sunday, 8 p.m. Pacific time on Twitch, where we do our weekly battles. And the playlist will be on BeatSource. Dun, 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 dun. And um, yeah. 
Shout out to everybody. Thank you, DJ City. Thank you, Styles. Thank you, Beat Source. And we out, y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace.